on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host coming to you on a Thursday, September 29th, the LA Galaxy getting ready to host the, or I shouldn't say the, Real Salt Lake coming in on Saturday night. This is a big one. It's the biggest one, actually. And if the LA Galaxy win, they are absolutely into the playoffs. If they draw, it's, a, it's not quite, but we could be so scoreboard watching on Sunday, that type of thing. So we're going to talk a whole bunch about that, how we get there. We're going to talk about Chicharito because he made some news. We're going to talk about the Rose Bowl because that was in the news for the last time that we talked, even though I think we've known about it uh, as a show. We've known about it for at least a week, week and a half something like that. So we want to talk about that and then obviously get you ready for RSL coming up this weekend. So a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of things to talk about to help me do all that. He's back. It's the hammer. Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. How's it going, Eric? It's going well. I'm not calling from a tow truck this time. So that's, this that's, is a, a that's already success. Yeah, I have a better start. I was going to say yeah, a much yeah. better start for you. I'm from the comfort of home. The galaxy are on a winning streak. I was looking at my notes because I hadn't typed in my notes for about a month. We were in some dark times. Uh, <laughs> from my last notes about a month ago so this, this is good we're, we're, we're definitely on the upswing so the, your a lot note, closer to the playoffs your, your notes were nothing but dashboard confessional lyrics last time <laughs> yeah I just, that was, it was depressing yeah it, it, it can it can certainly be that way I can understand that for sure so um, but I, I, again they get a 3-2 win over San Jose I always uh, have the host on Thursday who didn't get to talk about it on Monday if there was, wasn't a game midweek I always want them to sort of chime in and talk about what you saw so I mean do you, are you just taking this hole in the positivity rainbow thing? It's like, it doesn't matter how, what, it, what happened, what the final score was. They played well during it. They dominated for large portions of Are you on that? Or are you the 3-2 lead thing is going to come back to bite them in the playoffs, but at least you're <laughs> talking about the playoffs. That part. So uh, I'm with you. What I saw was a dominant performance with shaky moments, which is par for the course for the LA Galaxy. It's exactly what they have been. All season long, I thought they, you know, did really well to put away their chances. Some great, you know, I, I wouldn't, not great goals from that first Chicharito goal is a little bit sloppy, uh, but the Brugman do one. Do you was think a it was sloppy, or did he do it on purpose? Because he megs somebody. Oh, he 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 did his he did well to set it up. It was the final touch that wasn't like a clean, especially compared to like a guest on Brugman hit. 
in that regard, it was sloppy. But he he earned it. He absolutely put himself in the right position. You know, got got the foot on it. How many times you know have we seen players not be able to get past a defender or, or kick it right into a, a defender's leg? So all credit to him. That's not a that's not a diss on him for that goal. He he a hundred percent earned that goal. And then the clown celebration. It, it was it was. I really liked what I saw from the LA Galaxy there. But um, you know, we always talk about why it's important to put away those chances, especially to get that third goal. Because a few b- bad bounces and you're left with a, a lot of regret. You know, this is talking from someone who's uh, just watched Portugal, you know, get bounced from a, a possible Nations League playoff when you, you know, are put trying to go for a tie or you're not necessarily pressing forward. You don't put away your chances. You end up with a lot of regret. And how we've seen that happen a lot this season where the Galaxy don't live up to their XG or at least match it. And, you know, they end up paying for it later on here. They exceeded their XG. They actually had a lower XG than than San Jose. Right. Um, but I think a lot of that happened with just the way the chances panned out. The, the, pen- with the, the penalty the penalty kick. was huge. Yes. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the, basically, you know, the Derek Williams, you know, excellent finish that he had <laughs> at the end there. Um, so to me, I wasn't as upset with letting the goals in because this is what we've seen the Galaxy get shaky at the end. Uh, I was I thought they did well enough by putting away their chances and looking dominant that I walked away happy with that performance. It was frustrating to watch them give up those two goals, but when they put away their chances, you can't get mad because they did their job. Right. And so I thought that was a successful business trip. And, you know, you've been talking about it. <laughs> the pan has been talking about it. the infamous game in hand. This was the one where the ground needed to be made up and we wa- we walk away in fifth place when, you know, everyone, we were out of the playoffs after the Vancouver loss, you know, we, we were ready to pack it up and then things were over and but now we're in fifth place, the possibility of third place, uh, you know, fourth or fifth looking like it's going to be most likely, right. but really, really strong chance uh, to get in the playoffs. And that's that's really all you wanted. You wanted to see this team react. And they have they, that. That was a great performance in the first half and for most of the game. And it was just some nervy moments, which which isn't different than we've seen. And that is something that may and will likely come back to bite them. But, you know, maybe not against good competition. Uh, you know, th- that's that's going to sting. But at the same time, this is this is what we, this is the Galaxy team that we've seen all year. So it wasn't that shocking. It wasn't that I didn't walk away. Being, Man, that was a huge letdown. I was like, no, that's that's kind of what I expect from this team is to, you know, score a few goals and then let in a few goals. And then hopefully we just end up with more at the end of the game. So I think that's how it works. Right. You want to end up with more goals than the other team. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the math algorithm for that, but I, th- I think that's that's, <laughs> that's good. That's, that's a good thing. That's always a always a plus. Uh, John gave us a five dollar super chat uh, talking about uh, Chicha and contract. We'll get to that, John. I promise. I don't want to, you know, I'm not one. To, I'm not Kevin Baxter telling you all the good things up front here. I'm going to draw this out a little bit. All right, uh, the best that I can in but, order to keep you keep you interested. But yes, but I do want to give a, sh- a shout out to to John. He was first in the chat, first yes. comment. So yes. you know he he helped us reach our one comment threshold. So we're renewing him yeah. uh, for for our next show. So you're you're back in the uh, the best Halloween costume so far. I'm going as Chicha's uh, contract renewal uh, requirements. I'm basically naked. Um, that's going to be say 11 items. That's, you know, <laughs> that could be you know, pretty there's a, covered up. There's a lot of, on, there's a lot of socks. All right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how that <laughs> depending works. Depending on the items, I guess. Yeah, that's absolutely it. If we look at the chart that we've been keeping track of here at corner of the galaxy from, uh, from for a little while, and we took a look at it on Monday again, galaxy targeting 48 points. There's a good chance they surpass that, which would be nice. Um, they're two points away from that with 46 right now. So they need at least two points. Uh, you know, we're sort of talking by the way, two draws necessarily doesn't do it. Um, you need, help and to do other things so the 48 isn't a perfect number anymore a perfect number is three more points against rsl that really yeah. does it for for you if you're you're, tr- you're playing the home game the three points controls your own destiny 
you lock up a spot you're in and it's against RSL who you keep from advancing on you that's, whenever this happens. So that's why the draw is good because technically it doesn't allow RSL to catch up to you, right? Because you get a point and they get a point, that type of thing. But the draw doesn't necessarily separate you, I think, from Portland. And then you'll be watching the Sunday game uh, where Portland is hosting LAFC. Uh, we'll look at that on the schedule here in a little bit. So that way we can sort of, again, keep our eyes in the places that you, you sort of need to be this weekend and, and keeping an eye. So, um, that's where we sit here. Uh, two games left. RSL at home, Houston away. We have some fun stats on those on 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 some of that as well. So we're going to get to that. Uh, I wanted to look at the bracket again, just so we understand what the Galaxy are currently trying to do. Right. So fifth in the West, fourth in the West. Right. Those are those are sort of the 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 prime targets right now. I think if you looked at five thirty eight, it's like twenty seven and twenty nine percent basically to get into fifth yep. or fourth. And fourth was was fourth the higher one. I think fourth, fourth was is, higher. Yeah, twenty nine percent was actually the higher chance, uh, depending on how how things shake out. So it's kind of interesting because i did say you know well it's shaky and when you play against good competition you know things will come back to bite you but when you look at uh it's a little bit of a different bracket you know uh, mls has on their website if the playoffs started where would they land and you look at it and it's like well you know if they if they took on austin i feel pretty comfortable against austin <laughs> fc dallas you know I, dallas beat us this year but i don't know that i'm that scared of them and you you will go through on the list well nashville we've walked away with results versus nashville and you you go through down the list and you're like well maybe 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 they can beat these teams, and so that's that's the frustrating thing is you think okay maybe they're all the way out of it, and then you see who they could possibly get matched up against, and you think well I'm not totally scared to go into the playoffs, especially with the hot streak that they're riding. So uh, it's it's kind of interesting how it's going to pan out, where it looks likely they're going to get in that four or five spot, and then of course who's waiting at the end of that, uh, you know LAFC who's going to be you know <laughs> depending on where they land with their with their shield that they uh, you know could look looking to if they're looking to get another jersey patch or if they're more focused on other things uh since since they've been on a little downward strike streak here but again i'm not afraid to play them we've you know taken you know stolen their lunch money every once in a while so it's kind of interesting how it's played out that chart that you had with the target number that was what 12 games ago yeah that we projected 48 and 48 is the target number i think that's (laughs) if it's dead on two draws would likely get them there. There'd have to be some things really go to go sideways. Right. But the kicker is RSL plays Portland. Right. Which they're going to take away points from each other. Or they don't. And they each get one. Right. Exactly. It's like that doesn't help either them way. Either. Yeah. It's, it's that minimum points thing. And then, you know, Minnesota plays Vancouver. So that's going to be, you know, something that's involved. And then LA playing RSL. So these teams, like if you look at the, if everyone wins out hypothetically where it can shake out, you know, the galaxy could be in trouble, but it's not going to work where everyone wins out because they some play of these teams have to play each other. Yeah. And so, and they're teams of consequence that have to play each other. And that's where it gets kind of funky. I don't know if we want to get into like specific scenarios. Cause I, I crunched some numbers on that. We, or is that for later on? We can, if you want, um, I'm, I was trying to think, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of how everything sort of lays out. If you want to, yeah, I mean, go yeah, for it. I, I think some, some of what I was looking at is, what's the worst case scenario? Because of course that's where my brain goes as a Galaxy fan. So if they lost against RSL, if they got one point uh, and then they drew at Houston, that'd be like, you know, the world is burning. Everything's going wrong because if Portland wins their game, you know, even if uh, regardless of the result versus RSL, then, you know, the Galaxy's in trouble. They'd be sitting on the eighth spot uh, outside of everyone else. But if they happen to (laughs) draw against RSL, they could see themselves sitting at, at the end, but if they just draw at Houston, they don't need to get three points. So it can, it can make things interesting uh, depending on what's going to happen. So it, it, it all comes down to that 
Houston game, you know, do, or do we go in wanting needing three points? Do we go in and needing a draw or do we not need any points at all? So that's basically what it's going to come down to. But that RSL Portland game on decision day is going to be huge because it's depending on the result <laughs> outside of just winning. Obviously, they yeah. just win. They get those three points. They hold the tiebreaker. Seattle, after their game in hand, is not going to be able to pass them. Um, Vancouver is not going to be able to pass them, best case scenario. Uh, and then if they beat RSL, then RSL is not going to be able to pass them. They're going to be tied on points. So that's your three teams, eight through nine. And if you get a win, then they're never going to be able to catch you. But there are scenarios where you can lose and then still get a result get against Houston and get in. Don't you can get two draws? Don't count. Don't work. count on yeah. Houston. Don't. I yeah. mean, and and listen. I know that there's people in here who um, clearly haven't podcasted and don't have to fill sixty minutes, and they're like, just win. Well, that would be fun if we just said that. But there are scenarios, and it's important to understand everything because That's, I want to be very, very clear because I like making so many people angry with this. Uh, this weekend's not a must-win game. It's 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 a, not. it's it's a it would be really 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 nice to win the game. That's what it, it is. It kind of goes back to that Vancouver game that was a bit of a disaster. It's if this team is worth their salt, if they're any good, then they should win this game. If it, you know pressure on the line at home to clinch a playoff spot, if this team is the more positive side of the coin, then they should be able to win it. But they don't have to. And you're right. That's exactly why I bring up these scenarios because I know it drives some people crazy because they're like, why are you telling me this? Just win, just win, and then we're good to go. But people also want to know, well, what happens if we don't win? And I just want to lay that out. Right. There are scenarios where you can lose to RSL, get a good result in Houston. If you can draw at RSL and then, you know, becomes less valuable in Houston, but you still need to, you know, you can't lose all the way out. Uh, so, so there's still some scenarios. Not all hope is gone, and that's what we're front-loading you with is that, you know, it's it, it's not a must win. And that's basically we took the long way to get there to tell you that. Yeah, yeah, we did. By the way, shout out to Scott who gave us a $20 super chat. Really appreciate that, Scott. Thank you very much. Uh, Scott says, keep up the great work. I hope we make the playoffs and make a deep run. I mean, that's that's the goal here. And let me tell you how things have shifted, Mr. Eric Vieira. Let me tell you in the wide world of sports how things have shifted. One, let's talk about this stat. All right. Uh, Kevin Acevedo, who, who does PR for the LA Galaxy, put this in in, the la- in their last nine matches playing dating back to August 13th. The LA Galaxy hold a 4-1-4 record during that span. The Galaxy's 4-1-4 record, 16 points, ranks as the best in the Western Conference and ranks third in MLS behind only Philadelphia and Montreal. Um, and both of them had 6-1-1 records for 19 points. Okay. Very, I love Kevin and Kevin and I talked about this stat today. Um, and then I went to look up and sort of see, well, how far does that extend and why is nine matches the one and not 10 matches is because it doesn't work <laughs> if you do 10 matches and it doesn't work if you do eight matches, right? It's one yeah. of those where like you start to start breaking it down and it's like, oh, you can make this look. It's like, I can tell you that RSL has only won three times in their last 16 games. Now, why did I pick that? Because if I go 17 games, they've won another won four, one. Yeah. They've won four, right? This, I could, I could also say that, you know, in the last one game, the LA Galaxy is tied for the most points in MLS. That's so, right. You know, <laughs> but but this is still uh, the fact that you can even find this in anything does yeah. show and that's a, that that's the Galaxy a large are doing sample something. size. Yes. Yeah, that's a large sample size. It, it's, it's not a one game. It's not the one game like my no, joke. Yeah. No, but it is nine matches. That is something. And Eric, I think you and I were talking beforehand. You were talking about Ricky, Ricky Pooja yeah, and that, the difference between Ricky with Ricky and without Ricky, right? Yeah, that that's those are the stance the stats that I ran is since Ricky showed up. The Galaxy are three, one, and four, and they have thirteen points. So three, one, three wins, one loss, and then four draws, and so that's eight games, thirteen points. I looked at the eight games before Ricky showed up, which was a little bit of a downward slide, and they're three, five, and zero. Oh. So they had three wins, 
five losses, and then no draws. So when you say, well, they have the same amount of wins, but I think the difference there is maybe Ricky didn't bring more wins, but he brought an unwillingness to lose. And I think in that Seattle game, when he showed up, I talked about, you know, a winning mentality in the Galaxy, you know, not having necessarily winners on their team and not knowing how to win, not knowing how to close games out. I think Ricky brought brings that, that, no, we're not going to lose. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep clawing. If, if we lose the ball, we're going after it. If we allow a goal, we're going to get back into it. I think that's what he brings to this team. Is not, maybe it's not showing itself in uh, win total because the win total with him and the eight games before is exactly the same, but the draws show the difference because it's showing this team is not going to lose, you know, with, with right. a few exceptions. It's, it's that unwillingness to lose, which I think you're, you know, I'm going to say it. This is what your championships team teams have is right. that, okay, we're not, we're not going to lose this game. We're, we're going to throw it all out there. We're going to throw the kitchen sink and we are not losing today. And that's, that's the mentality that Ricky has. And that's infectious to the team. You could see since his arrival, the influence that he's had on the field and with the players around him and how they're responding to him on the field and then off the field. You see, you just see, you, you know, when you see those videos from training and you see the interactions that they're just, he, he brought that, that spark, that vibrancy, that, that Disney channel magic. Uh, <laughs> he, he brought that and, and it, it's really rearing its head right now. And whatever, whether you look at the last eight games, last nine games, last 10 games, you know, you, you see the difference that Ricky is a huge part of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and you see that I would also put Brugman in there as well. I mean, there's going to be uh, yeah. the, the MLS awards came out, or at least the nominations for it, and the the newest the newcomer of the year, uh, the LA Galaxy nominated Ricky Pouge, duh, of course, and <laughs> and, and Gaston Brugman, duh, right? Yeah. And it's it, by the way, it could be either of those guys. Here is here is the the magic of the landscape changing, uh, Mr. Vieira. I was driving up to uh, the wonderful city of Vernon today uh, to to do some uh, do some work, and as I'm driving up there and listening to Sirius, I'm having a good time. Uh, by the way, uh, professional podcast note: Eric muted his mic before he took a sip, and then and then took a sip. Just Kevin, and then just unmuted to laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, for the ambiance. See, look at that. It's amazing what you can do. Uh, anyway, I was listening to Sirius XM on the way up. Jason Davis was talking, and they were they were talking about Austin, and they had somebody from the striker on uh, for, talking about Austin, and they were going over the whole thing. And there's like, well, you're in second, you know, you can't really push for the supporter shield and the whole deal. And they're like, is there is there somebody that you wouldn't want to face in the playoffs whenever it goes and i'm like they're gonna say the la galaxy right because they haven't beat the la galaxy and and he does he says he says you know he goes i don't think anybody this wasn't just an austin thing i don't think anybody wants to play the la galaxy right now imagine somebody saying that about this team 14 games ago right where it's like i don't think anybody wants to play no no the bottom line is everybody would be like i'll play the galaxy they're not scary ricky pooge has added something that has now made the LA Galaxy scary. And they specifically called them out, basically saying Austin didn't beat LA in either of the two games. Uh, in fact, LA won them both, right? And, and that was pre-Ricky. And that was pre-Ricky. And they're like, and they haven't seen Ricky yet. And they may not have a good answer for Ricky Bouge. Well, guess what? Yeah. So far, nobody's had a good answer for Ricky Bouge. And they've tried hacking him and doing all sorts of things and putting two guys on him. And he's just a squiggly little wiggly thing that moves him out of places and turns and creates space and just... <laughs> does all these amazing things that you see, right? And so that is, and and you could say it, it's in a short span right now, and we'll see if this extends any further, right? But the bottom line is, people are starting to think about the LA Galaxy again. May not be what it was in 2014 or 2012, where they were like, get me any team but the LA Galaxy. I'm nervous just looking at them. That's not here yet. 
but it's building. Something is yeah. happening there, and the perception across the league has changed. The ga- the Galaxy have said, I'll, I'll finish. Um, yeah. I, I think I was talking to a, a, a prominent uh, a broadcaster, and we were talking about the LA Galaxy earlier in the year, and this person said, you know, the Galaxy can't control a game. Right. There's no way for them to control a game. It's why when they score first, there's they sometimes they win a lot is because that's how they can control a game by controlling a scoreboard and then making people chase them. And they can usually do enough to get around and score wins. Right now you have a guy with with Pooj and Brugman who can control games. And that's that's a huge difference, especially when you're going to the playoffs. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say you bringing up Brugman was a great point also because I remember during the summer I was one I was guilty of this kind of groaning over Brugman oh we're getting a guy from the you know the second division in in Spain La Liga you know is this really going to be the guy who's the the difference maker you have guys across town signing players from Real Madrid uh, players from Juventus you know national team caliber players and I'm thinking this is going to be our guy who's going to make the difference and he has Brugman has absolutely been that guy in the midfield that kind of stalwart just six that we've wanted and then ricky being you know the cam that we've all been asking for since 2014 and that's something that i you know was thinking about and i want to shout out delusional fan uh you know love the name uh in the chat he said imagine chicharito wins mls cup and they don't take him to the world cup and it just made me think of something when was the last time that a prominent player was left off of a world cup roster who was synonymous with that national team and then went on to win mls cup to stick it in the nose of that coach who snubbed them. I would can have you, no can clue. Can you think of a time I would, I would have when something no like that happened? I, I wasn't at that press conference standing <laughs> front row. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, so, so it just makes me think of that Landon Donovan connection left off the national team playing like the, he had something to prove. And he had, I think he absolutely had a fire lit under him that season and, and helped carry the Galaxy to that 2014 championship. So, you know, Chicharito, you know, Tata Martino officially came out and said Chicharito will not be going to the World Cup. And so maybe that's that little fire. You know, we know how he reacted to the clowns being left off the national team. Okay, you, you know, let's do some work. Let's get it done. Maybe, maybe, right. you, you, yeah, like you said, is if who's who's not – Who's going? Who wants the LA Galaxy Nobody. right now? They don't. I, I don't think anyone. You know, with Chicharito scoring goals like he is, with Ricky, with 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 Gaston, I think yeah, they are a scary team right now. Uh, so I just I hate doing this because we because know where you, this is leading you're, on you're, Saturday. You're building this up, and I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting over here being like, ah, oh, I go. Am I actually going to have to like? Am I actually going to have to like like be re- prepared for a long run in the playoffs? This is where this is leading. You're yeah. you're building me up. You're feeding me all these you know unicorns and, and rainbows, and I don't know how to handle that. Yeah, um, it's exactly. been a while. It's been it's been a while since I would say that you can you can you can for sure be optimistic about where the LA Galaxy are headed. What they have shown in a small sample size with Ricky and and Gaston is is real deal. It's really, it's real soccer. And we've seen how the formations have, have fit that and how the personnel has clicked um, and how things have come together. Um, And you can't say that I've said, you know, at least the LA galaxy were playing some, some fun soccer to watch over the last year, right over last year. And through some of this, like at least it was fun because at some point during the GBS time, it stopped being fun. You were like, this is not good soccer. Nothing's happening. There's, there's no progression. There's no nothing there. And I think that, with with Vanny this year, there was a real sense that things were going backwards. You know, whenever they started on that slide in the middle of the in, in the middle of the season, but now you sort of turn it around and you look and you're like, this is this is it. This is this is the team that you were expecting. This is the formation a four three three that you were finally expecting. This is this was the Douglas Costa that you were expecting. 
Yeah, which is a funny thing because I got to shout out Patrick in the chat as well because uh, he was one who was kind of getting on us when we were saying be, making the playoffs is is good enough. And, and that was like kind of what I was saying with my notes a month ago. You know, this is who that team just getting in is good enough. And and I agree, I I still stand by that. But based on how they've been playing, they they make you think you know there could be something more. So you know, four or five games ago, you know it was okay just getting into the playoffs. I'm happy with that. And then you see. Just, you know, them, you know, dominating games, you know, making having these triangle passes, these builds building up in the offense and scoring some pretty goals. You think, OK, maybe there's they, they can make a run. They can go on a stretch here, uh, you know, up until this point. They and they still haven't won more than two games, but right. they, they hadn't, you know, gone a string of games without having some losses uh, in between. So this is, you know, they went through one of their longest stretches without a loss. And I think that's when you start to believe those things. So you're absolutely right, Patrick, to call us out for our, 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 uh, our change in tone, but it's, it's those difference makers that have come in and changed our perception because how they've been playing the product on the field is different now than it was, you know, eight games ago. It, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you could feel that. Uh, by the way, $10 super chat from Gary. Um, and Gary's talking about Chicha and, and Dayon and how they don't play well together. Where does the news of Chicha coming back leave Dayon for 2023? Let's $10 super chat. Thank you, Gary. We will get to that as well. It's coming up here in just a couple minutes. So I want to, I want to get to the Rose Bowl news first in the LA Galaxy. Uh, we've known, Eric, I've, we've known for about a week and a half, two weeks, um, that this was coming that's, down. There was all, yeah, yeah. That's always, that's always the funniest thing is like, you're like, hey, can't tell anyone this is happening. And then it comes out and you're like, oh, we've known. It sounds like you're. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're being a jerk. But you, yeah, that, it that's wasn't the funny my thing it, about stuff like this. It yeah. wasn't my news to tell. It was one of those. <laughs> like, if it's mine and I break it, yeah. then I can tell you. But it wasn't mine to tell. And so it was sort of one of those things that I was just prepared for whenever it came out. The yeah. LA Galaxy sent me a rose. Uh, which yeah, was, that was nice. Cool. Yeah, I, I thought maybe it was home da- hometown date time. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know if like you know they're going to come meet my family or how it was going to go. The whole deal. Was- Side, we're going to go off the rails. Yes, go ahead. Bachelor in Paradise is back. And so I'm the rare unicorn where I don't watch The Bachelor, but I only watch Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise Paradise. Okay, because that's where it gets super messy and super sloppy. So, you know, I'm more familiar with the roses from that than the actual Bachelor show. So if if you like a good mess, you you like the LA Galaxy. So you do. You got to check out Bachelor in Paradise. My wife is very, very sexist whenever it comes to this. We don't watch The Bachelorette. We can only watch The Bachelor. That is the only one that she approves of us watching, and we don't watch it that much. So um, we haven't we haven't done that since probably pre pandemic. You know, when we had when we didn't have kids who like, you know, (laughs) as soon as they go to bed, we're just like, I'm so tired. I don't want to talk. Uh, I was going to doom scroll. I would like to shout out the L.A. Galaxy as well. Uh, Got me out of a good, you know, tougher situation. I got home and had the rose with me. And my wife was like, oh, did you get that for me? And so I ripped the tag off and was like, yes, I did. Here it is, baby. (laughs) Absolutely. That is for you. And so uh, I haven't told her that the Galaxy. Galaxy gave it to me yet. I just told her that I bought it. So don't don't be telling on me. You I was going to say, and she'll never know. And she'll she, never, she doesn't listen to the show. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Back to Rose Bowl news. Okay, so Rose Bowl. Um, cool. I guess. Uh, I <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to be the li- <laughs> <laughs> just take the air right out of it. I am going to tell you right now that I and everybody knows this that I hate the Rose Bowl. This is not a new thing. This is not like Josh saw the news of the Rose Bowl and he was like, oh, I hate this. Um, like this is, this is, I've hated the Rose Bowl for many, many years. Um, and I don't, I don't like the press box. I don't like the stadium. I sat in the seats. I think it's a very old stadium, which has tons of history and obviously LA galaxy history, which is why they're doing it. Yeah. Somebody said, why are they doing this? I'm like, it's a nostalgia play. It is a hundred percent a nostalgia play. Plus 
there's two other reasons. One is you can fill it with a lot of people. So there's a, there's a pot there. Uh, I will add that like part of that. Yeah. So, so money, right? Duh. That's a big one. Uh, it also, I think it locks in sort of the LA galaxy at the Rose bowl sort of being like, that's their home. Right. So it's again, the nostalgia play. It's like, this is ours. We were here a long time ago. We're going to come back. Everybody come join us and we'll see how it is. And then obviously this was, um, you know, a big deal because of Apple TV that's going to be yeah. taking this over as well. So the the Rose Bowl idea, I think I'm the one, remember, who's been saying that they should play the games, the El Traficos at SoFi Stadium. Um, I agree. I've been saying that. Make it 50-50 and 50-50 and one person gets a home game and the other person, but you both play them there. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, whenever we go to a St. Louis, adding St. Louis into the mix, uh, there's going to be an extra team again. And because of that, you're not going to have a balanced schedule. It'll be unbalanced. So it looks like the LA Galaxy will, will be playing um, the LAFC three times uh, next year. So one of the LA Galaxy's home games, because they'll have two, will be in Pasadena. That will be more neutral than I think people will expect it to be. But it's going to oh, be, absolutely. It, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be one of those. Um, so... Uh, I, I have no problems with it, the whole deal. And the expectation is that LAFC is going to neutral site, quote unquote, neutral site. I would imagine that if you're the LA Galaxy, you don't let them pick SoFi. I am very anti anybody claiming SoFi for their own. Um, I would expect that they move the 300 yards across the Esplanade and, and go into the Coliseum. Um, and then that's theirs. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. To, to me, I it seems like that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, it, it feels like this is kind of like a soft launch for the 2026 World Cup. Um, obviously, with the Rose Bowl news, I'm, I'm right there, 100% just going to co-sign. It's a nostalgia factor. We've been here before. It's a historic venue. The Galaxy is a historic club at, by MLS standards, and it just kind of it has that feel to it. The thing that did surprise me, and you also pointed out, is the Apple TV connection. Everything that came out from MLS, from the ad they all had that apple logo on there so this feels like it's going to be this is going to be the big splash for apple obviously with the right steel they're going to want to make a, a big splash so instead of going to a home stadium why not go to a ninety thousand seat venue and have one of the biggest games possible break attendance records have a rivalry that's real have fan bases that don't like each other you know what what better way to kick off your tv deal than with a full capacity Rose Bowl right. with an El Trafico, right. you know, that's how you kick off your, your TV coverage. So that part I think is, is a huge wrinkle on it. But when I saw the news, I said, well, wh- why aren't they playing at SoFi? It's a brand new stadium. And I'm like, well, this is, that's the calm before the storm. The galaxy is going to do the Rose Bowl. And then the next year right. it's going to be so, you know, LAFC is going to do SoFi because they're building towards the world cup. SoFi is going to be one of the venues. And it just feels like, it feels like that's exactly where it's going. But to your to your point about the Rose Bowl being a neutral site, I think SoFi will be a neutral site as well. It'll you'll see just as many Galaxy fans at SoFi as you would at the Rose Bowl. I don't think it's it changes um, it changes that aspect of it. And then I think the one last button that I'll put on this is the detractors of this. I think are just the detractors of when you whenever you see an El Trafico, right. whenever you get a mass gathering of LAFC fans and LA Galaxy fans, you know inevitably there's violence and there's issues and there's, there's, there's things like that. And okay. Having it at a 90,000 seat stadium. Wow. That's pretty cool. You get this huge crowd. Okay. Now you just have more people to cause ruckus and right. more, you know, when you say, Oh, there's just a small group of people, uh, you know, who cause the problems. Well, when you have 90,000, that small group is now going to be larger. It's still going to be small compared to the, everyone that's there, but now it's going to be more people just in, in terms of sheer numbers. And I think that 
that's the part that you make makes you a little bit nervous and a little bit uneasy just because like that's always the part that leaves a stain but that's also i, I don't want to say this while co-signing it but that's kind of what makes the rivalry what it is also is that there is that edge that danger that that right. that that's kind of what what the appeal is as well so um you know not that I, I i condone any 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 of that funny business but at the same time that's kind of the appeal you want to you, you want to get right up close to it you see it with you know uh supporters groups when they light the flares it's like mls loves to show those pictures of those flares going off but they'll be happy to kick those people out of the stadium right. for lighting those flares so right. they like to go right up to the edge right. and i think that's that's the one kind of thing that you want you want to be careful about I think people have been arguing whether or not they can sell out that stadium. I think they can uh, in LA with that. And it depends on what the prices of tickets are. If they want to go and jack also everything up, yep. up to 150 bucks a seat or whatever. And if you're a season ticket member in 2023, you will get tickets to this game. Uh, I, for one, don't love that it's the first game of the year. I know it has to be, but I would I would rather both teams be like having played and iron some things out before they face each other. But hey, make it the first one. I mean, flip a coin even more. Why not? Right? Yeah, it's it's it's. I think that lowers the stakes from like a play, a season perspective. Cause whenever you get on and start getting in your groove for the season, you say, okay, if, well, if they <laughs> I don't want to think this far ahead, you know, if they beat us, well, it was the first game, you know, that they hadn't gelled yet. And right. then if you win, you're like, Hey, we've got those points in the bag. So it kind of lowers the stakes from a competitive. You're not towards the end of the season where you're jockeying for playoff position. It's kind of, uh, <laughs> you can throw away that game, uh, and enjoy it for what it is. Unknown caller. We're getting a call. Apparently, I should probably Apparently. answer it. I, is that, it says sign is on the line. It says scam likely. So I mean, I will not answer that particular one. It's always nice when your phone is connected. I never have people call me during this time. Okay. But hey, when, you, know. when you said scam likely, I had another joke, but I'm not going to say. You're it. not going to say. It. Very good. Yep. Um. By the way, I, I would like to say, uh, what that gave us a two dollar super chat, and it says, "Remember the 2014 Chevy Cup? I was there for that. I remember that it was Manchester United, if I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was there for that too. Oh." Man. Oh wait, no, that was at the Rose Bowl. I was not at that one. Yeah, Thank, yeah. thankfully I was not at that. Okay, one. okay, that that was the one that was at the Rose Bowl <laughs> against Manchester United, and I think Manchester United ended up winning like seven seven to two or something exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot to a little. I don't remember the whole thing. Uh, Alex gave us a ten dollars super chat and says, "Will booking the Rose Bowl cement Chris Klein for at least one more year, and will they use the opportunity to debut a retro influence new away kit?" I, I mean, on the Chris Klein thing. I think people make way too big a deal about somebody doing something for next season as in like they're not going to do their job all the way up until the point when they can't do their job anymore. Right. Like it's like if you're going to not renew somebody's contract, it would Chris Klein would be delinquent of his duties if he wasn't planning for 2023 right now. And even yeah. even though he may or may not have a contract. Right. When basically he said, I think the last time he talked to Kevin was they're going to talk about it after the season. So there's no guarantee that Chris Klein will be there in 2023 you have to do these things this is what you do as a team administrator as a president is you think ahead you plan for events you plan those events because do you think that that this whole event comes together if you start planning it in 2023 it doesn't <laughs> or you start in christmas when everyone's on vacation and, right and yeah when all that fun's happening the, the one thing that i will say is even if he is going to have the discussions after the season the galaxy the roster finally gelling them getting in a decent playoff spot, possibly getting a home playoff game, getting this Rose Bowl situation with the Apple TV opener. These are all nice little things on the resume builder. To, so I understand where Alex is coming from. Like all, if things go swimmingly, this all signs good point. Like, why are you going to get rid of someone right. when all these things lined up well and it looks like we're in really good shape? We're going to make you know tons of money selling you know out 
you know, three times, four times the capacity of our current stadium, you know, why are we going to let this guy go? So I understand the question and where it's coming right. from. So it, 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 makes could, sense. it could absolutely be something that adds another feather to the cap. It makes sense to, to, to state it that way, but then you'd also have to go like this through 2017. You'd have to close your eyes yeah. from 2017 on. Right. And so that's the whole thing. It's it's, this isn't a recency thing. This is an overall thing. Um, but I don't think this points in either direction. Just, I, I know why people say it for me personally, it's not a clincher, right? It's like if, if the galaxy announced that they're going to sign a new designated player, which we're going to get to in a second, if the galaxy announced they're going to sign a new designated player before Christmas, Right. And does that, well, does that mean Chris Klein is staying? Well, no. I mean, again, you have to do things to prepare for 2023. It could. Uh, it could. If you, I don't know if you've watched the the Figo documentary on, on Netflix. It's about no. his transfer from Barcelona to Real Madrid. And so, you know, the president of the club was like, if, if I win the election, I'm going to get it was kind of a wild statement at the time, especially. So if you haven't watched that, check it, check out the Figo affair on Netflix. But that's kind of one of those things. If he does make a big signing, there's you know some some possibilities of names that become available right. after World Cup and people who are unhappy at their at their clubs. And, you know, if, if you do get some of those names, it's absolutely another feather in the cap. Like, it OK, is. well, if I get this deal done, will you extend me? You know, those are the type of things that, you know, it could be a recency bias on the sheer you know, magnitude of the people that you can get, uh, you know, to sign with you as a DP, but we don't have DP spots available. No, we don't. And this photo should have probably been a clue. And I, I certainly took it as one, uh, whenever we saw it, because of course we didn't know everything that we now know what a difference a couple days makes, uh, Chicharito being featured prominently in the Rose bowl ad, um, whenever they, the galaxy put it out on social media, um, Chicharito getting, a lot of play anyway. Uh, I think he's hands down the LA Galaxy's MVP. I know a lot of people are like, it's Ricky. And I get why you would say that, but Ricky hasn't been here that long. And so I'm sort of still like, nah, it's it's Chicha's back-to-back 17 goal seasons um, now. So 34 goals, 36 goals total as an LA Galaxy, uh, as a member of the LA Galaxy, moves him to seventh overall in the LA Galaxy top goal scorers. Uh, we've talked about Chicharito and certainly on this show, we were even theorizing about whether or not he has done enough to earn a contract extension, um, and whether or not he would be coming back and not even a contract. He has an option year, right? So we all knew it was three plus one. Um, and that the option year was what we thought was a team option. Uh, it now turns out it wasn't a team option. It was an incentives based option that it, and it may have been a team option, uh, had the incentives not been met, right? Uh, but speaking today in front of the media, and I think Gio Garcia was the one who asked the question about it. Chicha sort of got fed up with the reporters. He's like, "You guys yeah. should know this stuff," and they're like, "And we had to educate Chicha, being like, they don't tell us anything." So Chicha yeah. said during the uh, during the the press conference or the or the media availability day, he said, "No, I'm already locked in for next year. Uh, I scored 11 goals. If I scored 11 goals and I got and I played more than 60 percent of the total available minutes, I think I had the total available minutes. But he said like 60 percent of the minutes, then yeah. I automatically get another." Other year. So his performance metrics were 11 goals and at least 60% of the total available minutes. Those were the performance things. Now, um, because I have nothing better to do with my life, uh, and I mean almost nothing, uh, I went back and took that in and said, okay, so when did he actually get this? How long has he known that he's coming back next year? And the answer to that is Chicharito scored his 11th goal on 8-19-2022, so August 19, 2022. That is the 3-3 draw with Seattle, all right? Um, 
That is when he knew he got it. Now, why do we know that? Because six days earlier, he had just passed the 60% of total available minutes in the 5-2 win over Vancouver, okay. right? That was my question. I was going to say, but did he, was that at 60%? But I guess six days with that many games to play, yeah. Six days earlier, he had passed it. So six days earlier and then 11 goals, and he scored his 11th goal on August 19th, 2022. Now, rightfully so, I believe, uh, people are sort of upset at the fact, one, that it has taken the, the LA Galaxy didn't have a choice in this and that basically this was a vested um, option, right? So if you get X number of things and um, performance metrics, if you c cross those off, then you can then get X, then you get automatically get this next year, right? So Chicharito is going to be with the LA Galaxy in 2023, but people are saying those performance metrics weren't very high. In fact, Sean on Twitter says, seems like a very low bar for a $6 million DP striker. Not mad that he hit whatever triggers the Galaxy set. It just seems very lazy negotiating by the G's. Uh, he hits it. Uh, let's see. He he doesn't know. Let's see. I'm trying to do no work. No. He, if he hits it, he's back. No work needs to be done. If he doesn't, then he's not back and still no work needs to be done. I would say that that would be selling Chicharito very short because I don't know that there's been a more motivated individual on the LA Galaxy throughout his the last two years for sure. Obviously, the first year with the pandemic and, and his divorce and everything that was going on or separation. I don't know that they're officially divorced. Um, the separation. Those are pretty heavy hits. As somebody who's been divorced, I can tell you that year was not a good year for me. Um, and well, my performance at work was not a good year. And Chicha's performance at work was not a good year, right? It, so. it definitely showed. And then also with, you know, what can also motivate you to score 11 goals? $6 million. Six. Yeah, that, that, that'll also do it. Because that option, I'm sure that that number is already built in. So that's one of those things. Uh, shout out to Gio for, for uh, Gio Garcia for asking the question. Right. And it, it made me chuckle so much because as someone who's been on the podcast and we talk about this, well, we never know what, what the deals actually are. We never know what these contracts say. So when Chicharito said, you know, well, you guys should know this. It's public. It's like, well, act actually, it's not public. <laughs> right. That's the issue that we always have to speculate right. and make these guesses. It's actually part of why we have a podcast. It gives us things to speculate and talk about. Uh, so that's kind of the funny thing about it. But but to your point, uh, you know, is that the metric? When I first saw it, I thought, well, he scored 36 goals. Was it over the course of three years? Right. 12 goals a season? That seems reasonable. Right. Because then I was thinking about, well, what's the number? 15 goals a season? Well, that's kind of high. 20 goals a season, that's unreasonable. You know, when you look at the all-time leading scorers list, you know, like you said, Landon Donovan's best season, R Robbie Keane's best season, that's, you know, just over 20-something goals. So you expect him to have Landon Donovan's best season three right. years in a row? Right. No, let's lower that number. So 12 goals a season over the course of three years to meet that goal, that feels like you've earned it. That feels like, you know, it's, it's probably you know, fair in that regard, but to have it be 11 goals on the third year, I don't know. That is kind of interesting. It does seem like a little bit of a low bar, right? but also, you know, I'm not the one who does the deal. If you would have said after 2020, okay, he's going to score 11 goals in that third year to pick up the option. So, well, okay, goodbye Chicharito. We don't, we don't have to deal with it. Even right. earlier this season, right. we were saying, well, you know, at the, I think it's time to cut ties. We probably don't need him on the, on the team next year. Dayon's looking good, but then he's having that performance. So again, I'm kind of with, with Tron there. I'm not mad right. that he got the extension. I think he's been performing. He's getting that goals. He's probably going to break his LA galaxy record from last season over the next uh, two, two games. games. So it, it's, it's just one of those things. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I, you know, you were talking about it with the Panda rather, get, you know, I just Robbie Keane pops on my head. We probably held on a year too long, but right. he earned it. Right. He absolutely deserved to get 
that extension and to hold on to him for another year, but he just didn't have that magic in that last season. So I, I think there's too much focus though on the on this. Let's do let's do an exercise. Let's make it more difficult for Chicharito. So what is a reasonable number of goals for a six million dollar designated player? Now also understand six million dollars. Yes. A lot of that is for what he does on the field. A lot of that is what for he does off the field as well. So the $6 million fits in nicely sort of where the galaxy are. But let's be more reasonable. So what's a more reasonable... If you said 11 is low, then this season, how many goals do you think would be would be good? Uh, well, it's one of those... I think 15. Okay, think 15. so he, ma- so he made for, that, right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the, yeah he's, he's been performing. And so I, th- I think 15 is a reasonable number to say that's a good season because... If you go higher than that, you're talking MVP caliber. So, and so to say you need to be a, a league MVP level right. to get extended. Yeah. Well, but maybe that's correct. Okay, if we're going to pay you this much money, you need to be playing like a league MVP. That Maybe that's not crazy. That, I, I don't think it's crazy to throw that out there either. 15 but maybe he doesn't sign that contract. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's sort yeah. of the whole thing. It's like maybe he doesn't sign that contract, right? Maybe you don't have him for that. I'll tell you right now, I, thought, I saw somebody on Twitter say it should be at least 25 goals. And so then I went out <laughs> and I found my little chart. And I went here for the LA, LA Galaxy's all-time single-season goal scores. So 25 goals would mean that you would get rid of every designated player outside of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, right? So again, Landon Donovan, Robbie Keane, Eduardo Hurtado, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who did 22 goals. Even Zlatan in 2018 only had 22 goals, right? But you were saying Chicha has to score 25 goals. Not reasonable, right? And so I'm fine if you say it was low. And I think that there's even a good argument that says 11 was probably too low. But it doesn't really matter because he was going to meet that performance all this entire year. Almost any reasonable number that you put in here, say 15 goals, he met it, right? And you say, okay, so how many minutes? Well, he should be playing at least 75% of the, of the total available minutes. Okay, let's check. 84.9% of the total yeah. available minutes. He has done a lot to earn this. Now, I was... With you, Eric, we had been talking about this. I was actually on the sort of on the fence saying I love arguing for Chicharito because what he has done is actually pretty impressive over the last two seasons. If you throw out the first season, somebody said yeah. you couldn't throw out the first season. And I said, I can do whatever I want. Um, so <laughs> you know, it's one of those. It's I'm not going to. But even with 36 goals over three years, I mean, we were talking about when Zlatan left, who's going to replace the goals. Now, I think if, if Chicharito left and even if you're willing, you know, there are people who are willing to let Zlatan go. Yep. If you're willing to let Chicharito go, where are those goals going to fill in? You know, is Dion going to make up 17 goals next season? I, he shows a lot of promise. I like him a lot, but I don't know the the expectation for him is 17 goals. Right. So, so hey, that, I don't that think, makes it interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you could you could set that expectation. I would like to point out, should he score three goals in the next two games, he ties Landon Donovan and Robbie Keane for all-time LA Galaxy single uh, season goal scores. Landon Donovan and Robbie freaking Keane. Robbie Keane's best year ever, he had 20 goals. Chicharito has been three goals from that last year and this year. Three goals is not that much, Eric. It's, it's not yeah. like it's this huge gap there. Um, that's that's a, a Panenka and a couple sitters away. He he could already be there. Yeah, it, it's very good. Uh, Mr. Provino, by the way, says Chicha scored the majority of the 17 goals without service this year as well. Now he has Ricky Ricky Pooja out there. Yeah. You can see that starting to funnel in and, and be and and be better as well, right? He's starting to see more service. I actually I actually feel pretty good that he's going to get hit 20. I feel like he's going to get three in the next two games um, because he's just on that. Remember when we were like his confidence is broken, the Panenka broke yeah. him, right? The whole deal. And now now he's well, fixed again. See, it's just it's it, just so fun. The funny thing is at, after he got 11, that's when he tried the Panenka because he knew I'm safe now. 
And so, so that's that's when you take those wild that's risks. Right. Is when you know. That's what you know. I just, you I'm got good. it. But yeah, I'm we got good. some more super chats. Uh, well, uh, which su- oh, I'm sorry, we do. Um, Alan uh, gave us a five dollar super chat and says, uh, if Chicharito scores seventeen plus goals next season, that's a lot. Asking a lot already, Alan. Uh, <laughs> will the Galaxy keep him for another year? Shout out to the Los Galactic Bros uh, for Las Vegas. So uh, shout out to those. Uh, five dollar super chat. Appreciate that. Seventeen plus. Did the Galaxy keep him for another? No, this is last year. I'm, I'm, I thought this year was his last year. I didn't know there were metrics. But if he scores 17 goals, I mean, how do you, how do you let him walk? <laughs> I, the question is, do you keep him for another year? Maybe not as a DP, how which are, is what we're how saying. How are you going to tell Chicharito <laughs> with 17 plus goals, he's not going to be a designated no, player? Yeah, That's not the whole good thing. Enough. That yeah, wasn't good sorry. enough. Yeah. You could be a TAM player. Maybe we'll make you a U22. Can you fake a birth certificate? Like, I don't like, that's one of those things. That's why this year I was like, no, you can't. People were like, just get him as a TAM player. Why would Chicharito take TAM? He had 17 plus goals this year. Right. And so that's one. And then a, a big shout out to Jim, Jim, Jimmy uh, for a $20 super chat as well. So certainly appreciate that. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Jim, Jimmy, Scott. Yeah. This, we're, you know, we're only missing one more. Yeah. But yeah. Big, big shout out to, to Jim, Jimmy and, uh, and all and Alan and everyone else and Los Collective Bros. I know they they have some funny stuff that they post on, on social media. So good. Good. Good dudes there. Very good. Um, yeah. So I, I don't necessarily have wrong. I'm sorry. I don't. I just it's like whatever. I'm, I'm so fine. Here is the deal, though. <laughs> And we do have to revise everything. We said the LA Galaxy will have a designated player spot open for sure this year because we figured that Chicharito wasn't coming back. His recent form, all the things that we've seen now indicate that, of course, he will be back. He told us as much, 2023. Um, I think it's... I also would like to point out the Galaxy being silent on this was not a great look for them. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird. I don't I don't understand they, it. They should have gotten out in front of it instead of Chicharito, yeah. It, it feels like they hung him out to dry. Yeah, it but feels Chicharito like... Chicharito also maybe overshared. You know, he'll... <laughs> He'll tell you what his contract details are. He'll read it to you if you ask him what the weather's like. Yeah, he'll, oh, so anyway, so my contract, that 11 goal, yeah. So that's one of those things. But you're right. They, I feel like they could have gotten out in front of it. Yeah, um, and I don't like that. Again, to me, it almost feels like we know the fan base reaction is going to be bad, so we're just not going to say anything. And I that's, don't think... And sounds I, like that. Yeah. And I honestly don't think it's a PR thing. Up to a certain point, it's not a PR thing, right? It's more like people who know that that... I, I don't think that people in the front office who are like doing social media and PR know that Chicharito hit his contract option. Like, I don't think they'd have the contracts in front of them and they get to watch that. In fact, I know most of the time they don't because I've asked contract details and they're like, I don't know. I don't see the contracts, right? So that's one part of it. But the other part is that it certainly feels if you knew he was when you're doing this Rose Bowl thing, you knew he yeah. was coming back. Right. And well, so which is why he's on the poster, which is why he's on the poster. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so those are the types of things that I don't like. Um, and I don't think that's that's fair to him. And I certainly don't think it's fair to the fans. Quite honestly, you know, I don't. MLS, the whole reason that we even know some contract details now is remember the player for New York um, who like decided to leave and they're like, no, you have a contract. Yeah, I think it might have been Kaku, right? And they were like, he's like, no, 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 my contract's up. And they're like, no, we exercise your option and the whole deal. And then they're arguing with each other. Wasn't he already like in another country? He already like and signed with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd signed with somebody else. And they're like, you can't because you're our player because we issued the option. And they're like, well, that wasn't my agent. Like you sent it to the guy who wasn't my agent. I have a new agent now. Like and all this stuff. Well, now that that actually triggered uh, MLS to release more contract details. That way everybody knew like we know that there's an option on Chicharito's contract. Right. So we knew there was an option. We just didn't know how it was triggered. Um, so I didn't, I didn't love that. That wasn't, that's not a, that's not how a, I think, you know, quote unquote, the best organization in major league soccer. That's not how you operate that. Um, even if it's, you're going to get blowback, 
like there should have been a thing that whenever Chicha got his 11th and like the whole deal that there should have been and they knew it was locked in for next year there should have been a like an announcement plan that says Chicharito is coming back from 2023 it would have been good to like be clean with that and have a press conference about it and, and do the whole thing at least like during midweek I realize it's the middle of the of, of the of the whole whole thing and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I will have this discussion on Saturday with them whenever I see them as well it's like why don't why wasn't there more um, the one thing that I, I will add is something that we always want to see out of Chicharito is, you know, you, you've mentioned it a lot of times on the show before is after a game, you know, can tell us about your goals. You know, what have you been setting that? And he says, as long as I win and just what's best for the team. But here he says, well, it's part of my contract. I had to score. He knows what his, his metrics are. He knows what his contract says. He has goals. He wanted to hit those 11 goals. So I liked seeing that part where, okay, he's, he's, you know, motivated from these factors to, right. you know, look out for himself and try to get those goals. And you see it like all good strikers, you know, they're looking to shoot first and, and everyone instead of shooting should be passing the ball to him. That's what the best strikers in the world. Those are their personality traits. So even though he says the right things in post game and in press conference, you know, he feels that and that shows that he knows what those metrics are. And I think that's a good thing. That's what you want from your, your star DP goal scorer. Now the focus turns. Now there's more pressure on Kevin Cabral and whether or not he stays, yeah. right? And whether or not you loan him out or whether or not you keep Douglas Costa, right? I was going to say, do you think he met, he met his metrics? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. What, what, what would be a metric he could have met? Um, What's a reasonable yeah. expectation? What, what, yeah. Like most flub shots inside the 18, uh, like he had to reach I, at least six and now and, he's made it there so he gets to stay? We're, we're making fun and, and we're la- but I feel so bad for him. It, it, it's, it, it looked like it had a promise and then it just, it went away and it, it fell off a cliff and it just kept falling and then it blew up. And then after it blew up, it fell down again. And then a bird cam came by and did its business on top of it. Like it just, it just keeps building and snowballing and getting worse. Cause I want, I want to see him succeed. I want to see Cabral figure it out and and get that mojo back but it just it just every game gets progressively worse and worse and more mistakes and more glaring things and it's just it's we have to laugh about it because that's that's how you kind of cope with these things but i do feel so bad for him and and how it's going it's it's really unfortunate yeah you know someone who we thought was going to get there and it just it's just it's just not happening uh, one of the things uh, that we can certainly all agree on, and this was today, there was an open practice today there for season ticket members. So there are a bunch of season ticket members who were at the practice. So there was autographs and pictures and all that stuff. But you had had your your main guy here, Ricky Pooj, uh, was tweeting out. He said, thanks for making me feel at home. And he's signing a number six uh, jersey of a little kid, um, which if that doesn't make you say, oh, and give you the nice warm and fuzzies about it. Uh, Disney yeah. Channel over here doing doing all that you can. I think Efrain Alvarez actually signed. There was a video out and Efrain actually signed Ricky Pooja's jersey. And if I was Ricky, I'd burn that. Um, <laughs> uh, see, there you go. Making fun of another player. This, I see. Uh, th- this is you. Br- he brought the value down of the Ricky practice jersey. That's I'm throwing people under the bus today. That is what is happening. <laughs> Speaking of throwing people under the bus, or at least making the bus explode. There it uh, is. There it was. What a transition. Professional uh, in every way. Uh, Michael Bay, director Michael Bay, Mr. I'm going to blow everything up, uh, was at uh, Dignity Health Sports Park today. They were shooting a World Cup commercial and they gave him a a, a, a jersey and they they forced him um, probably by waterboarding, I'm guessing, uh, to say uh, <laughs> G's up. And it was it was it was just humorous it's a, it's a nice little video and it's good to sort of see that it's there um <laughs> so so galaxy make it through mls cup playoffs the right. gauntlet right chicharito has a penalty in the mls cup finals panenka 
goes to take the panenka, but cut to black. Right. Lincoln Park starts playing, directed by Michael Bay. I think I think we have how the season. And then the goal blows up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and then and then Kevin Cabral misses it from three yards out. Oh. Um, by the way, what the gave us a $5 super chat, um, uh, says, don't feel bad for Cabral. He has a McLaren like Siani. Does he have a McLaren? Is this, is I this going to say this like, what, a thing? Twitter account needs to be updated? I was going to say you need to have Cabral's McLaren now that, that, that I don't know who runs that, but somebody should, should it feels like that. too much car for him. I don't, is that rude? <laughs> right. He's cause he's not like a Mike Siani was like a big deal. Like, okay, don't, I don't know. It feels no, like a lot of car. No, I'm not nope. going there. No. Nope. Okay, fair I'm, enough. I'm glad you're throwing people under the bus as well. That's good. <laughs> just saying. I'm I you can you can just say all you I'm want. I'm not saying, I'm just I'm saying. Just, I know, I understand. Um so anyway, so that's sort of where we sit with that. I wanted to uh cover a couple things and we talked a little bit about Apple TV. Um I wanted to talk about Joe and Kobe real quick. Uh Kevin gave me a call today and said that he had some conversations about Joe and Kobe with the LA Galaxy and here is the deal. Uh, you know, we all know that basically as you're watching the last couple broadcasts here, because I believe all the MLS playoffs are nationally televised, right? So yeah, this is correct. it. Local, local television ends in Houston, I think. Um, and so there, there won't be any more, uh, Joe and Kobe and Nikki. And that whole group basically goes away because as of 2023, all broadcast crews will be employees of major league soccer. Right now, okay. we know that there is somebody at CAA, which is the creative creative artist agencies based here in Los Angeles. If you haven't seen the big CAA building, um, <laughs> you, you should. I've been inside of it a couple of times. It's very nice. Um, I was going to say, if you live in Southern California and don't know someone so, who has yeah, <laughs> touched base with something C at CAA eventually, yeah, then you haven't lived there long enough. Yeah. So, um, so CAA, it, they have somebody there, a woman who is doing the uh, recruitment for the broadcast crews, right? And so they were doing that. Um, and that's so, so that's happening as we speak yep. and, and things are going through, which gives me hope. Right. Right. And, and they're pretty smart about those things. So I, I expect that, but there's also some like weird things here. Now the LA galaxy, apparently, uh, according to what Kevin told me, and he told me I could share this with everybody. Um, the LA galaxy accordingly made their case to major league soccer that basically said, these guys have been with us forever. You guys should hire them as, you know, as, as a crew. So that way they could do games, but it may end up being that that would mean that they wouldn't just do galaxy games, that they might do other games, which may be good for them and, which and fine good for the league. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. But it yeah. does feel, w would you want to watch Joe and Kobe doing a game that is Vancouver and San Jose? Like it, if, it, if, it if feels, you want to get me to watch a Vancouver and San Jose game. Yeah, that's, okay. that's one way to do it. Yeah. Okay. To get the soothing sounds of Joe Titino. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that, I think the thing that comes to mind is uh, with ESPN plus, when they have open cup games, sometimes you see, uh, and Joe and uh, was one of the the callers of those. Sometimes you see like they have you know USL games and USL two, and they always find these announcers on there, and you think, well, you know, these this isn't like, I mean, no disrespect like by this, but like this isn't top shelf high level talent, but they they need to fill just the sheer volume of games right. that they have on the app. Yep. I think with the sheer volume of games that you're going to have. You know, maybe not every home officiating crew for 28 teams, 29 teams is going to get hired on by MLS. No. But I think you cherry pick your best ones. You should. Because you you need you need a huge roster, especially if the games are going to be going off on the same day at the same time. I, I think, you know, you have a really strong case that Kobe and Joe can be one of those crews. And I think good for them and good for the league having now moved out of uh, the spectrum area. Um you having to watch the games on ESPN plus and hearing some of the away broadcast teams 
you can, you can do rough. a lot worse than Kobe and Joe. Trust it's, me, it's you can do a lot worse. A lot easily, easily <laughs> yeah. do a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, some, some national broadcasters. This was a while ago. This is probably five, six, seven years ago. Um, and we were talking about some different things in the whole deal. And we were talking about local crews. And we're like, man, there's some rough ones out there, right? And like, you know, like you, if you've listened or ESPN Plus them or did, like I watched yeah. the, uh, the the game against uh, San Jose. I was in Colorado. So I got the San Jose feed. I actually thought the San Jose guys did a pretty good job. I was not sitting there like banging my head against things. And they, I think that's pretty high praise. Like They were on. I think the one thing that you can ask from when you're listening to uh, when you're watching a broadcast te- crew of a team that's not your own is honesty. Yeah. Like, okay, be honest, be trans. And I think the San Jose crew knew who their team was and they were honest about the performance that was happening. So that's, that's, that's what you want. And that, that was fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, so that's the thing now in 2024, I'm told that that's when the radio option comes in, right? So 2024 is whenever you will possibly be able to go to the drop down menu and select the audio that you want to play. And so, so there's has to be like this bridge year. And so if Joe and Kobe don't have anything to do, and I should point out, I believe, I know for sure Joe is, and I believe Kobe is as well. They're employees of the LA Galaxy, right? Of 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 LA Galaxy, of AEG. They get their check signed by the LA Galaxy, that whole thing, uh, for for doing their broadcast stuff. Um, and then uh, and then next year they would be possibly, if they get picked up as a as a crew, they would be, you know, employees of MLS. And then in 2024, there's the option for the secondary audio, which would be like a radio version, but you're able to pull it up and it would be synced with the with the the game going on and all that stuff. But there's a year that's a gap in there that makes me uncomfortable about things. I would be very surprised knowing how synonymous Joe and Kobe are with the LA Galaxy that they get picked up for just that the the broadcast for everything. It's almost like they're too it's like Vin Scully used to do this, right? He would yeah, go and call like playoff games and like nationally televised things, but everybody knows he's the Dodgers announcer, right? And so it was correct. always sort of like, oh, he's calling this game, but we know he's the Dodgers announcer, which isn't a horrible thing, but it is a little bit like if you're the San Francisco Giants and you got Vin Scully, I mean, they would be so lucky to have Vin Scully <laughs> announcing their games and stuff. But, you know, it, it sort of it rubs you the, sort of the wrong way, right? If you're LAFC, do you want Joe and Kobe calling your games, right? Like your home game. Do you want that? And that's sort of where it comes into like some of these yeah. things. And that's why I don't know that anything's going to happen. So anyway, just speculation going on. But things are being talked about. Things being are, are, are being worked on and, and they're trying to figure out a solution for this. So for me, um, that's that's sort of I just wanted to give everybody an idea of, yeah. of where that was coming. And, and it's good to hear that because that is one of those things that we heard, you know, OK, now with this new crew, how is it all going to work? And so to, just to get more information as it gets closer, gets us a little bit of hope. And to your point, if it doesn't work out, I think it would very much behoove the L.A. Galaxy to keep Joe and Kobe on in, in some respect, whether it's just the YouTube broadcast or radio version of, you know, uh, for people who can't, you know, watch the game just so you can hear it, just to keep them on because to keep that continuity, you know, we've had, we've been blessed with, you know, you know, Chick Hearns and Vin Scully's, you know, uh, Bob Miller, you know, just iconic, uh, LA sports announcers. And I think just to keep that continuity, you don't want him with an off year. You want to keep him around, uh, to, to keep that consistency. Yeah. Keep the shriek alive. I, I think that makes sense. Um, so the other thing, by the way, Logan asked, what about Nikki K as well? 
I, I, I've been in contact with Nikki. We've been talking about what her options are for next year. I think there's a question whether or not there's even going to be sideline reporters for the Apple stuff, right? So that has to be first, right? Because Nikki's a, a sideline reporter, the whole deal. I would say that uh, for my money of her covering the LA Galaxy, I have I have talked with a lot of sideline reporters over the years, and Nikki tries so hard to get it right. And, and I think that you can really see that in what she does. So she's great. I think she's positioned well that if there are sideline reporters, there's a good possibility she could pick up some of those those roles. And I think she wants to. I think she's looking to, to do that. I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a sports because she does Spectrum News and Spectrum Sports. I was going right? to say she she's also does other sports on Spectrum as well. So I think, there, yeah, there, she, she's got other other irons in the fire she, as well. I she, think when you see on Spectrum Joe Tatino and Kobe Jones, it's for Galaxy only. Nikki also. Yeah, you know, I see her on some Lakers broadcasts and some other things as well. So she's got other things going on. So yeah, it's I'm glad to hear that she definitely wants to be a part of that. And I think she'd be a great addition as well. I'm, well, I mean, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's almost like a career shift when you think about it. Like yeah. she's if you're going to go be one of these MLS, crews, yeah. you're going to be an MLS person. Right. Yeah. And and do the sideline stuff. So I, I, I really think that's cool. Uh, let's get to MLS. Uh, soccer announces the nominees for the 2022 end of year awards. I just wanted to quickly touch on this. I would like to remind you uh, that eventually these awards will be decided on by current MLS players, MLS coaches, technical directors, general managers, and select media members representing local and national out, uh, outlets who consistently covered 2022 MLS regular season. I would like to say that I am they never give me a vote on any of this stuff, so don't even ask, right? Kevin gets votes that's on unfortunate. it. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. There should be one podcast should be allowed to get a vote, and we should be there. And we should, of course, why not? And I, sh- I should get my vote through you. Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Um, uh, the Landon Donovan MLS MVP nominees, uh, the LA Galaxy did nominate uh, Chicharito. You're allowed to nominate two players for te- from a team. The LA Galaxy nominated Chicharito for that. Uh, he won't win, but he's, he's certainly there. And... He- it's an honor just to be nominated. I will also say that uh, <laughs> that he has scored. I think since August he has scored, you know, ten goals. And the only person who is in that uh, that same uh, breath with him is is Hany Mukhtar, who has a good chance of of actually being. Yeah, he's the, probably going to be the MVP. Yeah. So um, that's it uh, right now. Then there's All State Goalkeeper of the Year. You can imagine that Jonathan Bond was nominated. He won't win. Um, defender of the year is Julian Araujo and Derek Williams. Uh, neither of them will win. Uh, newcomers of the year. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being no, this is honest, these are, right? I was going to say, talk about just being happy right. you know, to get into the playoffs. Yeah. The, I, Chicharito is not the league MVP. Right. Derek Williams, definitely not defensive MVP. Yeah. Julian Araujo. Right. Over the course of a season is not the MVP. No, no. Julian will rank up there probably in the top, you know, but 10. Great. But- yeah, good season from Julian. Yeah, but overall, not good. An MVP. he's he's yeah, been picking it up. Of the year yeah. season. Yeah, uh, newcomer of the year nominees. There's some chances here, but I I don't know how much how much is realistic or not. Uh, Gaston Brugman is a newcomer uh, nominated, and Ricky Puj is nominated. Both of those guys have been really good, but you have to understand this is for the whole year, right? Yeah, so there's going to be guys. Yeah, yeah, they were newcomers like just for half the year, Eric, right? I mean, they're just here for for a limited number of games, and you have guys who have been here for the whole year that are also in that newcomer range. Um, I was going to say, you know who would have been nice to nominate as a newcomer of the year would have been Douglas Costa, someone who would have been in a full season and been a newcomer. That's the type of guy, but I think you're right. Ricky Puj is definitely someone who, if you were to vote with a recency bias, he's the, be- the best player that is new to MLS right now. 
but it's that's not what the award is. It's over the course who's over the course of a season, and I just don't think he has enough sample size. Um, I am uh, I'm, I'm looking at this. The my printout actually covered the the actual name of this, but I believe it's the Young Player of the Year, um, and it's anybody who's who's age 22 or younger. Efrain Alvarez is in that. He won't win. Um, comeback Player of the Year nominees: the LA Galaxy nominated Chase Gasper. He won't win. Uh, the MLS Humanitarian of the Year. Uh, they nominated Chicharito. So uh, that's it. And then there is the Siggy Schmidt MLS coach of the year. Greg Vanny was nominated for that. He won't win. Um, well, it depends. No, he, he shouldn't. Won't. He shouldn't. No. He what if the Galaxy finished third? What if the Galaxy no. finished? Josh Wolf? The, 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 yeah, I think Josh Wolf. For for what Austin Jim Curtin? has. Jim Curtin? They, oh, Jim Curtin. Well, yeah, you're right. That's probably the correct answer. I don't know. I don't know the answer off the top of my head. What's but his it's name? It's not Greg Vanny. Yeah, Nancy. If the galaxy finished third, I don't think it's because of Greg Vanny. That, uh, and that's with no disrespect. It's just right. Right. It, yeah, I understand. There, that's there are coaches who have done more with less. Uh, uh, what is it? Is it Wilford Nancy up in uh, up in Montreal? Uh, he could, you're making up names. I don't, I don't follow Canadians. <laughs> French Canadians. You can't, you can't trust them. Um, shout out to all my Canadian friends. Uh, anyway, so that was that I, I wanted to make sure that we got through, um, through all that. Let's, uh, let's turn the page now. Let's start, uh, talking about some of these things that are going to, uh, impact the LA galaxy here very shortly. Um, we talked a little bit about the schedule coming up, obviously RSL coming up at home. This is the game. This is the game. The galaxy win this game. They are absolutely in the, uh, in the playoffs. Um, and it keeps them on track to possibly squeak in to get a home, home field, uh, playoff game as well, which would be uh, an interesting and, and, uh, I really want them to finish like third or fourth because at many points during the season, I said the LA Galaxy were a top three team in the Western Conference. And if they finish fourth, I feel like I got that right. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm like, yeah, that was that was pretty close. I'll take that. Um, the, and I'll, I'll beat you with your own joke because yeah. we talked about this off air right. is this team now is not the team at the beginning of the year. No, so you can't claim. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's not fair. I felt like they were going to progress and it didn't happen. And so now it's, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. You can't claim it, but I will anyway to watch me. Just watch me. Um, if you're looking at <laughs> me before. Yeah. If you're looking across the league, uh, games start tomorrow night, uh, Toronto and Miami, Toronto will host Miami. Uh, that's an interesting ones actually. Cause Miami is still, I think trying to fight into those playoff spots and try to keep a spot and do all those fun things. So that's sort of there. Uh, new England hosts Atlanta, Colorado hosts Dallas, uh, don't need to watch that one. Um, unless you sort of want to see where Dallas is. And if you think you can catch Dallas, um, you would hope they have to, to lose out. Yeah, Dallas has Dallas, to lose out their last two games. Right. Yeah. So you, you're a Colorado fan. If you're, if you're watching this, um, for, for a bunch of reasons, um, let's see Charlotte and Philadelphia. That, that's a supporter shield, uh, Philadelphia and LAFC battling off. I, I looked at five thirty eight, and they have supporter shield chance, uh, LAFC 50% and, uh, Philadelphia 49%. So there's a little rounding, uh, going on in there. Uh, Cincinnati has been on an absolute tear. I would expect them to destroy Chicago. Um, if you're looking at that game, Columbus hosts New York, uh, Montreal hosts DC, San Jose and Minnesota. You, you, I mean, you're a San Jose fan. If, if, if <laughs> yeah, if, you, you want to take those points off of, off of, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're a San Jose fan if you're a galaxy fan, uh, which is always tough to sort of swallow, uh, Vancouver and Austin, uh, you want Austin to win that game cause you want them to take them off of Vancouver cause you're not going to catch yeah. Austin. So that's something. And then the last game 
of the evening on Saturday is the LA Galaxy versus RSL. I was hoping all the games would be played on Saturday, so that way like you'd sort of know. But the bottom yeah. line is you won't. So as we go to Sunday, it's New York uh, hosting Orlando. And then the game that is the interesting game, you are going to be an LAFC fan if you're a Galaxy fan coming up on October 2nd. <laughs> it's really unfortunate, but yes, that is these are the facts. Portland will host LAFC. This game is on ABC and ESPN Deportes. It is a game that you're going to watch, especially if the LA Galaxy get a draw um into uh into this game and so it's it's one of those games you want to watch to see the galaxy move up stay away from you want portland to lose that game you want lafc to take points from that game so uh that's something to watch uh kansas city and seattle uh kansas city fans you're going to want to pull points away from seattle on that uh and then nashville and houston and you want houston to win that game for sure because you're trying to pull nashville back towards you as much as you possibly can did i get all that right I think so. I think the one wrinkle, if you're a true hater like I am, yes. Portland LAFC, you're hoping for a draw. Okay. Because then LAFC is not getting the points for the supporter shield. Okay. And a draw, that's not going to really help Portland catch you. So I, th- I think that's that's the one wrinkle that I throw in. There. I want everybody as far away from the LA Galaxy as possible. Like, do you understand? I want pure separation. You're not going to catch LAFC. I feel they, good. I feel good. Um, but if we know on Saturday, yeah, yes, then. Then, then, then it doesn't that will change who we root for. Yeah. It's all about seeding too, right? I mean, and that whole whole sort of thing comes to it. If the LA Galaxy win, go to 49 points, right? If Nashville doesn't get it, now all of a sudden you're in fourth place and you're only one spot behind Dallas. And if Dallas doesn't win, now you have a chance for third. I mean, all these things start to cascade. And so, again, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching here over the next weekend. Um, so enjoy that part of it. Um, I really think that that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an important part of all of uh, all of these playoffs and everything that's sort of going. So um, that's the schedule that we have. I think we showed you the, sort of the standings and where everybody sort of sits right now. Uh, so do you want to talk about RSL a little bit? I think so. Okay. Yeah, we've only been talking for an hour and there's a game kind of coming up this weekend. So Big let's surprise. get to it. All right. Uh, the LA Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake is coming up at Dignity Health Sports Park. It's an October 1st game, the very first game of October. I would like to remind you, if you go back and look at the chart, that the LA Galaxy are very good in first games of the month, all right? So there's a good sign here. That loss doesn't count. The Galaxy played um, that that League's Cup game. Yeah, uh, and I was going to say, that, that, that was the real first game. That was the, the real month. first yeah. game of the month. So we'll just, yep. we, we will bend that rule to make it look better for you all. <laughs> um, but the LA Galaxy playing on RSL, the game on Spectrum Sportsnet, LAGalaxy.com. 7.30 p.m. is your TV start time. 7.38 p.m. is your kickoff time, all right? So nothing major nothing nothing surprising there's nothing in this that you need to worry about la galaxy with 23 wins uh 12 draws and 19 losses against real salt lake overall uh if you look back though rsl has won the last two games um which is which is something to sort of pay attention to a little bit uh the uh let's see i wanted to bring this one up i thought this was interesting it says real salt lake has won consecutive matches against the galaxy following a pair of home wins in september 2021 and april 2022 this is the only the third time rsl has won consecutive matches against the galaxy including playoffs never doing so in three (laughs) consecutive meetings there you go see that don't say that out loud that's good that's and then read read the one two over two over real salt lake has just one point from its last four matches matches losing both road matches in that span by combines five to nothing score rsl's only win in its eight road matches since the start of june was a 2-1 victory at seattle on august 14th uh so draw one win yep. in eight road matches and, yeah. we, and then they've never beat us three times in a row so i'm just saying i'm it, just saying it, yeah it, <laughs> i mean i mean something had to give with the colorado game but finally went the other direction but you don't want it to go the other direction here no no i don't i don't think you do uh the bottom line is rsl has been plagued with injuries 
Um, and they have not been a good team for the last 16 games. As we sort of said, three wins in their last 16 games. Uh, This is a team that I didn't expect much from because Pablo Mastroeni tends to be a guy who does really well in like his first year and then loses teams. To save his job. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, then yeah. loses teams as they go into like the second year. And I d- thought maybe that wasn't true because certainly if you look at RSL start, um, that wasn't true and they were a good team and they were playing well and they had some, you know, some pretty good results and they beat the LA Galaxy, the one nothing game, right? And that was all- April 30th, I believe, is the last time these yeah. two, teams, t- two teams played. So it's been a while. So for me, I was sort of saying, you know, is Pablo going to get this one right? And it felt like it was going that way. But with the injuries they have and with their inability to really control the midfield or score goals now, they have been struggling mightily. Um, and this is the game the LA Galaxy get to sort of like look at and, and pick off, right? I mean, Eric, if it yeah. wasn't Fan Appreciation Day, you would be saying this is a lock, right? Yeah, that that's one of those things where, again, I'm all about not to be disrespectful, but I'm going to be disrespectful. But like Sergio Cordova and, and Jefferson Severino, those are the players who are coming in to, to slay you. You know, I don't know that I'm too scared of that. You know, Justin Miram has been the thorn uh, in the Galaxy side in the past. So that's someone who does worry me. But you just look at this roster and, you know, the ghost of Bobby Wood is on this team. And just one of those things like I don't, I don't know that the Gal- – you know, this team scares me. I, that's what I was saying when I was looking at, you know, the playoff bra- possibility bracket on who they end up with. The Galaxy absolutely the, – with the way they've been playing and the roster that they have and the players that they have, they should – easily be able to put away RSL, but we've said that many times earlier this season. So you have to be very careful uh, when you say that. So going in with the right mentality, that's the one thing that scares me because the Galaxy riding high, winning an away rivalry, getting the clown celebration kind of feel they're, they're feeling themselves right now. Right. And I, that's where they, that's where they switch off. You know, they're, they're not bouncing back after a loss with something to prove. So that's the one wrinkle that makes me nervous. But as far as, you know, you have Ricky Pooge, you have Chicharito who's scoring goals. I, right. I think this is absolutely a game that the galaxy, you know, should take points off. And I, I do see them winning. I just don't think RSL does have a lot to play for. They're basically fighting for their lives. But I think the LA Galaxy, one, they don't want to wait till decision day. They, they want to knock it out now. I, I think the team is going gonna, is gonna to come out and dominate and play well. And I think you'll see that. And again, another thing that might make you nervous, you're not going to see the Galaxy play counterattack. You're going to see them try to possess and then break down. And you'll likely see RSL play in the low block and hope for a counter. Uh, but, but I think you're going to see the Galaxy with a lot of possession. Uh, and I think they're going to be able to break them down and get the goals because the RSL is just hasn't they haven't had or i when the galaxy were on their slumping streak i said they haven't shown me that they're playing well so until they show me different i'm going to expect them to lose and to not play well and i'm going to apply that same here with rsl rsl has not been playing well i'm not going to expect expect them to magically have a banger of a game against the galaxy i expect the galaxy to put them put them away yeah four three three by the way uh we expect everybody's back so full complement of anybody that greg vanny chooses from i expect douglas costa will start in that four three three um you'll have grand sir on one side costa on the other side chicharito up top the three in the midfield you expect with Brogman, Puj and, and Delgado and then the back line there's some choices to be made but I expect it's Raheem Edwards on one side Julian Araujo on the other side and then a mix and match of whatever you'd like I would wouldn't be surprised if Greg Vanny goes with somebody like Sega Koulibaly and, and Martin Caceres um, in there uh, for this and Caceres should be back and, and ready to play and, and all those things so um, I don't think that there is going to be any question sort of of the starting lineup I actually think it's fairly simple fairly f- forward and Eric if we were looking at this 
we would say, hey, this is a game the Galaxy absolutely should win. They're riding high, RSL is down low, but there is a twist in this, and it's a twist that LA Galaxy fans of, of recent, I should say recent, know very well. It's Fan Appreciation Day. Um, the LA Galaxy have not had a great record on Fan Appreciation Day, but wait a minute, hold the presses. In the history of Fan Appreciation Day, we're, we have to define this first, okay? Fan Appreciation Day um, they were certainly calling it that, I think, all the way back into 2013. The last home game is always Fan Appreciation Day. So if we take that through the entire 26 seasons that the LA Galaxy have played before this, right, we can take the last home game and call it Fan Appreciation Day. Okay, Even if maybe that wasn't named that and, you know, the yeah. whole deal. I don't, I can't, I'm not going to go back and research. The final, the final, final farewell to their fans. Right, yeah. right. The final home game. Now, sometimes the final home game comes like three games before the yeah. end of the season. Sometimes it comes on the last game of the season. This year, uh, there is a, an away game after this. So I did two things is I tracked the LA Galaxy's final home game of every single season. And I tracked the LA Galaxy's final away game of every season. So that way we could get an idea of what you're looking at in Houston, right? Because that's this, this we're trying to, oh. trying to figure this out. So if I told you the galaxy were overwhelmingly successful on, on fan appreciation day, would you be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised because they've been overwhelmingly successful for the majority of their time in the league. But in recent years, it's not the case just like our in recent years, not making the playoffs. So I, I wouldn't be totally shocked. Yeah. So here is. I know that's not good pod, but yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Show you, us the numbers. You, you ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> yes. Actually, I would be terribly surprised to find out yes. if they had 14 wins total. Yes. 14 their, wins, uh, five losses, okay. seven draws on the last home game, which we're calling Fan Appreciation Day. 14 wins. Now, since 2013, which is a nice round number and a, a good place to sort of start, the LA Galaxy have one win, three losses, and five draws. Okay, so that's that's the LA Galaxy that's that we know that's the fan of, appreciation as of recently, day, right? Yeah. Now, and I think the worst one being where the Galaxy got eliminated by Houston, and then the Dodgers went on to lose the World Series on the same day. That was a rough day. That was not a good day. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not where you want to be. Um, no. Now, when we look at the last game, so whenever you go to Houston, the last away game, the LA Galaxy over their entire uh, you know history are eight, twelve, and six. So again, not great. Sometimes you can chalk that up to already being in the playoffs and not caring Correct. what that game is, right? That was certainly that way with the Bruce Arena years, but that hasn't been the case recently for the LA Galaxy. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. So Fan Appreciation Day, 14, 5, and 7 overall, but since 2013, 1, 3, and 5. That one win, Eric, coming in 2017, by the way, the worst season the LA Galaxy had, and were, <laughs> yeah. were surely eliminated by that. Yeah, right? there was nothing to play there for. There was nothing that. to play for. So uh, that was the wooden spoon year. Um, so that's the the fan appreciation day. Now I should warn and remind everybody: you will want to get to this game early. Uh, Correct. This game and the LA Galaxy already put out an advisory on it. They said basically advisory: it's going to be busy, it's going to be packed. You're probably going to want to be do the, You're probably going to want to get there early. Now that also means the LA Galaxy are approaching a sellout. That's usually whenever they put those advisories yeah. out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if it sells out. Um, and it should be a, a pretty raucous crowd, I would imagine. The playoffs already started. If you watched any of the Seattle Cincinnati game on Tuesday night, which I think we were texting back and forth and, yeah. and doing stuff, the playoffs have already started. If you're paying attention to sort of what's going on in these games, um, and so. The Galaxy have been playing that well, and I would expect that this RSL game, RSL absolutely fighting for their life. They have like a 30, 34% chance of making yeah. the playoffs right now. They're the lowest on the, I think I was going to say Seattle might be lower than them. Yes. Seattle's slightly lower than them. Right. But, but 
but there's Seattle. I don't know that I'd, I'd, I'll call Seattle out, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right about, and I'll mention that too, why we're mentioning the other games. If you're a sicko and you like MLS outside of the LA galaxy, that's why you want to keep an eye on these games also. Cause you, these teams have a lot to play for and you see it with Cincinnati. They just couldn't, Cincinnati had all the chances in the world. Pat, they just couldn't bury Seattle. They just let Seattle hang on. Pat you know, Noonan is like banging his head against the bench yeah. still. They had so many sitters to put Seattle away and didn't do it. They ended up in a draw, which sort of, it, it, the, the Seattle broadcasters are even like, that's probably not enough to get the, to get Seattle yeah. into the playoffs. That, they're they're what, on the outside looking at From in. an LA Galaxy perspective, that draw now allows where the Seattle cannot overtake the LA Galaxy if the Galaxy get any result out right. of these last two games. Right. And and so that's what they the Seattle's looking for a lose lose out of the Galaxy in order to jump yep. up there and, and get into it. And so are other teams as well. Um I would like to uh put out two things. I'll clarify two things. One is that the uh all parking gates are going to open at 3 30 uh 5 30 p.m. all stadium gates open uh at 6 p.m. Uh that's all stadium parking gates by the way I should point out because they always uh, are they really saying all stadium gates are going to open at 5 30 and they're going to open at the same time as media gates? That doesn't make any sense. There's not, it's not right. I was going to say, have you been it, to an it, LA Galaxy? It when should be all six, the gates over, over it, opened at the same time. It should be 6 p.m. for the all stadium gates, but I'll uh, just, you know, be there. Maybe early. it is. Maybe, maybe they're opening it at the same time. It's fine. I don't really care. I'm just saying, usually the media has about a half an hour head start uh, to get into the stadium and do all that stuff. So, um, so that'll happen. The, I've also seen a lot of people and I actually asked, there is no boxing going on this weekend. All right. Boxing is not happening this weekend. It's happening next weekend. Okay. Well, depending on how much you drink at the tailgate, there may or may not be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. the actual event at Dignity Hill Sports Park, and they were selling a ticket package that was like boxing and soccer, and it was for next week, uh, next weekend uh, for the boxing. So no boxing going on, which last time there was boxing and a soccer game at the stadium um, was a bit of a nightmare. Um, was a bit of cluster. It wasn't good. Um, and so that's not happening this weekend. So no, uh, boxing going on this weekend. I asked specifically today whether or not that was happening and they told me, no, it's next weekend. So, um, that's everything I think we have, but I do want to get to 538 because before you get there, I will just shout out the galaxy also for the fan appreciation day. I know when I went to the FC Dallas game, I, talked about lightsabers and they had like a light show and a drone show and galaxy fans were like, man, our, our, you know, FO doesn't, you know, care about us, doesn't do those things. They are giving out led wristbands, which I imagine will be like a light show situation, which, you know, from my experience at the Dallas game, it was really cool. So, you know, laugh at, laugh at it all you want with the light up wristbands, but in that atmosphere, if you've been to a concert where they give out light up wristbands, it really creates a great atmosphere and a very cool environment. So I think that's, cool that they're doing that and then just all the little extra the you know quasar cuts and all, all those different things fan appreciation day is a fun day it's meant to be a fun day it just hasn't been fun recently but i i do want to shout out the LA galaxy for kind of having those extras and trying to make it a, a special day for the fans out there uh you talked about the led wristband uh the prize patrol will have and i quote a plethora of in-game surprises for guests all night that's word points plethora always gets word points uh <laughs> so- they have a plethora soccer of- yeah points <laughs> Yeah, soccer fest uh with the quasar cuts you got it um the la galaxy foundation is bringing back the jersey off the back auction for fan appreciation night uh merchandise the locally grown globally known um so there's a lot of things going on and again a limited number of tickets still remain i would imagine that it probably sells out especially on a saturday night and 
with the weather almost being nice, it's <laughs> trying. It's really trying this week to be nice. Yeah. So we'll see whether or not um, that, well, that works. Yes. Out, out in my area, we hit a cold front. We're in the high 80s now. So oh, yeah, you yeah. have to put on yeah, a sweater. It's, so yeah, it's cold over here. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, let's take a look across the entire league as we do. And let's look at that game, Eric. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake 538. You want to tell the fine people what the uh, what the 538 has to say? Yeah, so the Galaxy are heavy favorites here. The LA Galaxy have a 49% chance of winning, according to 538. Real Salt Lake with a 26% chance of winning, and then a 25% chance for a draw. So I always like to look at the slate. Where do they land? It's the fifth highest, which actually makes me feel more comfortable. It doesn't jump out as being like they have the best odds. But the disparity between the Galaxy and Real Salt Lake is one of the larger ones. You know, the 49% to 26%. And then if you go to Bovada, uh, Galaxy at minus 135 and Real Salt Lake at plus 350. So the Galaxy really are heavy favorites expected to win this game. uh, And I expect them to win it as well. Give me your predictions guaranteed to be wrong. Although, again, I got my Uh, prediction right last weekend. I was going to say, we've we've been on a bit of a hot streak. These guaranteed to be wrong predictions haven't really been that wrong. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to hope that we keep with the trend here. I'm still going to call it guaranteed to be wrong, but I think three to one win. I see a lot of people with similar response. I think they can't get through this game without letting in a goal, but I think the goals still come. I think Chicha breaks his LA galaxy record. I think Dayon finally gets back his little bit of his mojo to get hot at the right time. And Gaston's feeling himself. I think he gets another banger, another it's shades of Jonathan Dos Santos bangers only. So I, th- I think the galaxy went three, one. Oh, that was going to be my prediction. Three one. Yeah, I think I th- that's every. I saw it in the chat right. pop up a bunch of times. Yeah, I think that's a. That's fair. We've been watching this team. I think we, we. I think we we're, we're pretty confident saying that's what it, it should be, and then it's all going to go to hell because it's fan appreciation day. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's what what we all expect to have happen. All right. Yeah, I'm a three one. Um, I think the galaxy should dominate. I expect to see sort of the dominant performance that you saw against San Jose in the first you know sixty minutes or something like that. That really lays it out. Win the first half win it comfortably, get into the second half and put the game away, right? Don't make this one of those things where you let somebody back in. Two goals is not enough. Three goals is where it sits. Um, and three goals puts you comfortably through. So that way you can start thinking about Houston and what you're going to do with Houston. Bottom line is Galaxy win this game and they clinch a playoff spot. And we can all say uh, that we the Galaxy are now playoff uh, playoff team and you can start sort of arranging your schedule. Uh, although we won't know exactly where the seating lands until the end of the Houston <laughs> game. So it'll, it'll all be there. But yeah, I, I think the Galaxy win. I think they win comfortably. Um, I don't know that there's I know there's going to be moments where RSL fights and I know that they're going to be in dangerous moments and I think it's it's how those gal- how the galaxy handle those moments um, and as long as they handle them the way I expect them to um, I expect the galaxy to be pretty comfortable uh, against RSL I do not think that there are uh, there's anybody who can sort of keep the galaxy in bay in the in the central midfield so yeah yeah. Makes me nervous. We're feeling good. Chat's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> that, we know where this is going. There's gone, way so we'll, too much we'll positivity. Come on, prove us wrong. Doug, prove us wrong. Douglas Costa red card or in the fifth minute. Right. Is that where we're going? Douglas Costa red card in the fifth minute. That's that's like just started off. To be? I think gonna, he's going to get a, yeah, he has a Quasar cut scheduled. So make uh, sure that's after the game. I, I looked up the, the disciplinary and it hasn't updated since the 22nd. Um, but I believe it is still correct that basically the LA Galaxy have Chase Gasper and Julian Araujo is the only people who are on Yellow Card Watch. Julian has been on Yellow Card Watch forever. Um, That's, but, see, it's interesting how it's still on Yellow Card Watch. Is there a certain number of games? It's five. You know the number? It's, it's supposed five. to be five, okay. but you only get that once, right? And then like, so you can, so I don't know, he may have already had it forgiven and now it's just going to sit there and, and, and sort of do that. So I think you have a stat and I don't know if you've shared it yet where Julian is looking to hit a certain number of games, right? If he misses, 
yeah, hundred. Yeah, so, yeah, so he could have a hundred appearances for the LA Galaxy if he hits every single game in the regular season. That's all regular season appearances. Uh, yeah. So he could hit a hundred. And if he's if like some people, you don't expect him to come back next year. Then what is he going to be stuck on like ninety eight or ninety nine? You know, he's going <laughs> to yeah, be stuck on ninety nine, and that would be that would be unfortunate. The whole deal. So that's where we sit. LA Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake coming up on Saturday. Uh, again, game is at seven thirty p.m. and kicks off at seven thirty eight p.m. Spectrum Sportsnet, LAGalaxy.com, Nikki K, Joe, and Kobe all on the call for you on a wonderful October 1st. Hope everybody is enjoying now getting into fall when it's still however 90 degrees it was today or whatever it was. Um, but you're, you're getting there. And the season wraps up again very, very, very shortly. Um, this is not a normal year. You're not going to stretch this out. The LA Galaxy will play on, you know, 10-9. That is it. 10-9 is decision day. It is the day that everybody kicks off at the same time. Um, and you're going to see how how everything sort of shakes out across the entire league. There's still a lot to be played here in these last two games for everybody. So I'm, I'm actually pretty pretty pumped about it. It's kind of a fun yeah. time of year. And, you, you know, as soon as that cold breeze starts blowing a little bit, you're going to be like, it's Mike McGee time. All right. Yeah. And so maybe maybe Kevin Cabral is the next Mike McGee. Maybe he's going to turn it on whenever the playoffs hit. And that's that's the thing, right? I've, I've seen it said Pando Ramirez, nothing all season. And then in a final magically gets that game winner. I think, you know, we it, could only hope we could coming. only dream. It's coming. That's that's where we're going. So, yeah. Come on, LA Galaxy. We're due. <laughs> we're overdue on Fan Appreciation Day. Right. Have fun out there, fans. Let's let's enjoy ourselves. and Let's get the win and let's not worry about decision day that'd be nice that'd be a real nice luxury already in going the to decision day not worrying about it not sweating already in the, they're totally going to screw this up i don't know how but it's just <laughs> all it, signs are pointing there we're too we're too happy i don't like it yeah it's it, it shouldn't work eric tell people where they can find you all right as always you can find me on twitter at hammer ev you could also follow me on instagram at galaxy profile that's galaxy p-r-o-f-o-u-l all right if you're looking for me on twitter it's at j guessman j-g-u-e-s-m-a-n and of course at galaxy podcast head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com for all of our shows all of our videos we have the press conference up there uh today with chicharito and greg vanny that you're going to want to catch um and chicharito talks about him coming back for another year so gonna catch that for sure la galaxy rsl saturday october 1st 7 30 p.m all right for eric the portuguese hammer beer i'm josh pato guess when you've been listening you've been watching to our little corner of the galaxy have a great one everybody you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.